as Libby from Loveland is. She's giving us all the wrong answers. How about this, Libby? It's not as high pitched as that. It's more like a. Oh, oh it is. Okay. Oh, it is, huh? Yeah. Yeah, like that. But but when you go faster, the pitch doesn't go up. No. The pitch stays. It just it just gets more frequent. You have a bad, oh, bad tire. tire. A bad tire. We believe so. Absolutely. That's that's good. I'm glad you described. It. You didn't give us all the wrong answers. You described that perfectly. That's what it sounds like. That's exactly it. But we checked the tires, and they don't seem to have any. Well, how did you check them? them? What did you do? Take blood pressure, <laughs> throat cultures. What did you do to check them? Well, we checked. My husband checked it to see if it had an, any irregular wear on it. Does your husband have a pocket protector? N- no, but he's an engineer. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> now it, it's very, very hard to uh, to check tires. Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes it's possible to see some things on tires, like you might put your hand over it and feel lumps, or you might feel a bubble on the inside wall, or you might feel that it's really worn out on one side and not on the other. But very frequently, tires are defective or in bad shape, and you can't tell. Uh-huh. And what's happened is that the plies. The, the different layers of rubber and whatever else is in there uh, have separated inside the tire. And what happens is they make this characteristic sound of... Well, so, when you find out that it isn't a tire and your husband is right, <laughs> the, the next more, most likely thing is a bad axle bearing. Exactly. Yeah, we thought maybe that might be what the problem was. Well, what to do is take, take the tire off and put it someplace else in the car. What if we don't know what tire it is? Take well, both, move, move them all. Take the two rears and put them in the front and see if you can change the dynamics of it. Right. Okay. If you put the two rears in the front and the two fronts in the rear, see if the noise goes with it. You may even notice a front-end shimmy when you do that that's worse than the one you already have that you hadn't noticed before this. Right. And if the noise stays in the back, yeah. then it probably is an axle bearing, which, oh. which is very hard to distinguish from a bad tire. It's, it's the axle bearing. I think your husband's right. <laughs> See you later, Libby. Thanks for okay. calling. Uh-huh. So Bye-bye. long, lovely Bye-bye. Libby from Loveland. one 888 Talk or one 227 8255 Hello, you're on Car Talk. Yeah, hi, I'm Kevin. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Hi, Kev. What's up? Hi. Well, um, I have a 1984 Pontiac 6000 STE mm-hmm. that has the electronic instrument cluster. Oh... <laughs> So it, it has a digital display? It has a digital speedometer. It had it has at least. bar graphs for fuel and uh, right. pressure, temperature, mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. And I have an inoperative fuel gauge. And the rest of everything else works fine. And oh, it I does. I had my mechanic work on it, and he came to the conclusion that there was one of three things that was wrong with the fuel. Yeah, what are they? You want us to pick? We'll have a one in three chance yeah. of being right, and that's better than we usually have. Well, he says... He says the, the problem that he's got is he doesn't want to work on the car because he says it, it, since he doesn't know what's wrong, everything is special order, and he says it's be really expensive. Oh, this guy's a wimp. It never stops us. <laughs> <laughs> everything if in the we, world is special. If spe- we stopped it when we didn't know what was wrong, you'd have nothing to <laughs> I'd do. I'd be done at 9 o'clock every morning. <laughs> Because yeah. after I put my uniform on, that's <laughs> instead of my knowledge. But wait a minute. How long has this guy been a mechanic? I mean, well, is he new at this? 
He's been working on my cars for Or is he just years. burned out? <laughs> Maybe he's, he's just burned. He's shell-shocked. He yeah, doesn't he, want to take any chances. He may be burned out. If it's any more challenging than a lube oil and filter, he might be done for. <laughs> That's pretty good. If he doesn't know what it is, he's not going to take any chances on somebody else's car. No, he's How else he is he going to learn? He says it's the sending unit. That's yeah. my vote. Or he says it's the gauge itself. That's not no. my vote. No. It's the circuit board that the gauge is attached to that runs all the gauges back there. Right. No, it's not that. It could be, but if, if it were that, then the other gauges wouldn't work yeah. either. Right. Well, he Every, le- all he the left other gauges out, work. He left out the fourth possibility, okay. which you should pray for, <laughs> uh, and that is a bad connection. I mean, the two of, of, of the three that he gave, only one is viable. If you didn't live in L.A., I'd say that the bad connection was a very likely, very likely possibility. Why? There, I know you don't can't make any bad connections in L.A. Everything's hunky-dory. I missed three planes in L.A. <laughs> once. I'd call those bad connections. No, because in the great frozen north here, we have rust as a factor. Right. And salt that they put on the roads. Don't get me started oh, on salt. <laughs> we'll get to talk about that later. But in California, in Southern California, at least, you don't have that problem. Right. So you probably do not have a bad connection. That but doesn't you, mean that a wire couldn't have... Falling off.